Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly, oh Kelly. Oh my god. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hey guys, this is Kim, your host of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Thanks so much for listening this week. I hope you're having a great week so far. My past week has been so insane, so busy, and I feel it's probably that way for most people. With the summer months, you know, I feel a lot of us are just getting so busy. There's so much that we are all doing, whether that's traveling or, you know, work's getting busier. Even just having these longer days in general, I feel we just are doing a lot more. We're doing a lot more in our days. So I don't know about you guys, but I am tired. <laughs> like I I have been going nonstop. This week's episode, I am not recording the video portion. Uh, full transparency, I am just a sleepy gal. Uh, I did not feel like doing my makeup and hair and because uh, I've been doing it the past few days. And I also get, have to get like the whole whole podcast set up, rearrange my furniture and everything. And it's already dark here. I'm recording this a little later on Monday night because I've had a busy day. So uh, sorry if you are watching on YouTube and this is a little more boring than usual because you don't get to see my beautiful face while I'm recording. Uh, that said, I again, I hope you guys are having a great week so far. I do want to say once again, thank you so much for rating me five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and for subscribing and liking my videos on YouTube. It means the world to me. I appreciate it so, so much. Uh, it just means more to me than I think you guys realize. It really does help a lot. So thank you. Uh, with all that said, that's my little intro. Uh, we are going to go ahead and jump on into this week's highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Starting off with highlights. Again, this was such a busy week. Oh my goodness. So as you guys know, Danielle, my childhood best friend, came to visit me in Austin. She came previously, I believe in February or March, and it was so cold. It was freezing when she came. We couldn't do half of the things that I had planned because it was literally unbearable to be outside. So she came to visit Austin again. Uh, the weather, of course it's hot. It's very hot right now in Austin, but we had like a very nice breeze. She was here Wednesday to Saturday and it was nice and breezy. We got to go to all the restaurants, do all the outdoor activities. It was perfect. Uh, definitely a highlight for sure. We checked out, um, side note, so Danielle lives in Florida, but she lives in Pensacola, like the Pensacola area. Where she lives, there's just not really, it's not a big city. There's not a lot of things to do, uh, you know, the shopping, restaurants, those kinds of things where she lives. So when she comes to visit, she's so excited to try out all the yummy restaurants and do all the fun things. So... I took her to 1618 Asian Fusion. Uh, we did a nice long walk at Auditorium Shores, which is a trail 
in Austin. It has the whole city skyline behind it. It's so beautiful. We went and got some ciders because she really enjoys beer. And so I figured, you know, cider would be good for her too. We tried going to the Barton Springs pool, but it was closed on Thursdays. I cannot believe that. Rookie mistake. But we still ended up going to uh, the river on the other side and got to hang out and just soak up the sun. We also checked out a few other restaurants. Bar Peached, which is like, I can't remember exactly. I think it's like a, it's an Asian, it's also like an Asian fusion restaurant, but it's mixed with something else. Very good. Uh, we also went to one of my favorite bars, which is called Higher Ground. And I felt like I was treated like literally, literally like a celebrity there. I posted this bar on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago. They DM'd me and they're like, oh my God, thanks so much. Let us know when you come in next and we'll take care of you. And I'm thinking, oh, they'll get me and my friends like a drink. No, they had this private room prepared for my friends and I. They gave us all the food on the menu. It's a shorter menu, but they wanted us to try everything. They brought us this big uh, candelabra that had all these cool shots in it and free drinks. The servers were super nice. The manager greeted us when we were there. It was so cool. And it was really like, it was just really special because I'll speak for myself. Like as an influencer, one of my favorite things about my job is that I get to share these special moments with my loved ones. Like I get to share these experiences with my friends, you know, getting free drinks or going to these cool private events and it's something that they really appreciate, but I appreciate even more having that company. So Danielle loved it. She was very impressed with the restaurant and the experience. She had such a good time. Then on Friday, that was our big day. Definitely the biggest highlight so far was this party, another influencer perk this uh party planning company called the cocktail cowboys reached out to me to throw a party for me they're like hey um, basically they're we have a bunch of attractive guys they dress up as cowboys we will host a party for you they're not strippers or anything like that they are like your they are like the party hosts they go, go get your drinks for you. They're waiters. They like, you know, entertain you and stuff like not in like a dancey sexual way, but just a good time. So they're like, Hey, this is what we do. We'd love to partner with you on Friday, uh, the 17th. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's perfect. Cause Danielle's in town. So they ended up renting out a venue for us and through this whole party, uh, so much fun. If you want to check it out, if you haven't seen it already, I posted a reel on my Instagram as well as some pictures uh, at Kimberly Cobb if you want to check it out. So much fun. Danielle loved it. She was thriving. And the best part was the guys were just so sweet. Like they were, it was just a good group of, good group of people all around. Beautiful sunset. It was great. Uh, Danielle ended up leaving on Saturday. So on Saturday, we just went to Zilker Park, soaked up the sun, got some smoothies and then just kind of hung out. We went to the pool for a little bit and I got some new floaties from home goods and uh, it took us like tw 20 minutes per floaty to blow them up. It was crazy, but it was so nice. My heart was like so full 
after spending time with her. Uh, again, if this is your first time listening, Danielle, I have two friends, Danielle. I have one that lives here in Austin and then this one that visited. Uh, she lives in Florida now, but we grew up together in Sacramento. We have been best friends since we were 14 and we've managed to stay friends over the years. You know, life, you know, we, our friendship, we, you know, Danielle and I talked about this. Our friendship has kind of ebbed and flowed. We've never not been friends, but you know, in college we stopped, you know, talking as much. We made new friends when we'd come, when I'd come back into town, you know, cause she went to our local college. I would, you know, we'd always spend time together, but as you get older, you know, life changes and we've managed to stay friends regardless of distance or relationships and uh, the craziness that life throws at us. She's been through it all with me, all of our crazy uh, different stages in life. You know, we were both like super emo together and skinny jeans, eyeliner. She's helped me through my really bad relationships, well, which I'll talk about later. And she's just all around a great friend. And I think if you are lucky enough to have a friend who's a long-term friend, somebody who's known you over the years, it's so special. Nothing compares to it. And uh, it's just really nice. It's really comforting. Her and I talked too about how bad my anxiety's been. And the whole time she was here... I had zero anxiety, zero. Like I was so nervous. I was going to have a panic attack before like the party or like just like have like random anxious nerves because I've been having those lately. Totally fine. And, you know, she was like, well, because you're comfortable with me. Like, you know, it's just a sense of comfort. You know, it's similar to when a family member comes to visit you. Like when my mom came to visit, it's just like you feel safe and secure and it was really nice so huge highlight you know danielle visiting the cocktail cowboy party so fun i'll be posting more pictures on instagram soon uh again it's just been crazy my last highlight of this week uh i have been talking to this guy for a few weeks and he kind of has been like just like so good at conversation. Like we're always texting, talking, you know, he's like so sweet, so thoughtful, very, again, very thoughtful responses. It's not just like, Hey, what's up? Kind of like short, small talk. Like most guys these days, like he's giving me very thorough responses to when we're talking, but we, we had made plans a few times to meet up and both times he bailed. And I'm like, I told him straight up, like, I usually don't give this many second chances. Like, I just want to know that I'm not wasting my time. If you want to hang out, great. If not, like, it's okay. I'd rather cut our ties now. And he responded, like, really nicely to me. And he's like, I am so excited to meet you. I really want to hang out. He's like, to be honest, I, you know, I was in a long-term relationship. It was a while ago, but, uh, I'm a little hesitant dating and I'm like really excited to get to know you. And that makes me nervous. Uh, he's like, but like be assured, like feel like assured that like, I'm really excited to meet you. And I, I've dropped the ball. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. So I love that he was vulnerable. He opened up, at least he was honest to me about where his head was at. And so I told, you know, I told him that and I was like, all right, well, 
my friend leaves town on Saturday. Either we can hang out Saturday night or Sunday. But if you bail, again, I'm not going to hang out with you. Like, I don't, I'm, I can't, you know, waste my time. I'm not getting any younger. Uh, he was like, 100%, I will not bail. I promise. Let me know what day works better for you. So Saturday comes along, you know, he he's was very, like, active and, like, checking in and not not like in a crazy way like when I was hanging out with Danielle he was very I wasn't texting him that much because I'm trying to be present with my friend but Saturday he's like hey if did your friend leave did she have a good time uh, let me know if you like want to hang out tonight or tomorrow and I was way too tired Saturday and so I was like let's do Sunday so we end up going out on a date on Sunday uh this past Sunday oh my gosh was that yesterday what a long day we went on a date yesterday and it was so fun. We went to this brewery and we met up at three o'clock. We did not end our date. We talked for four and a half hours to the point where I was like, I'm having so much fun, but like my friends are coming over at eight o'clock. Like I gotta go. Uh, but the conversation flowed so well. He, you know, he paid for my meal, paid for my drink. Uh, great conversation, made me laugh. And he just, it was really natural, like very natural, organic. He already planned our second date. So we're going to meet up next week. Let me look at my calendar. Yeah, we are meeting up next week. I'm going to Oregon this weekend uh, for one, two, five days to go see my mom. So once I get back from that trip, we are going to go on our second date. So uh, I'll let you guys know on June 5th, <laughs> not next week's episode, but the week after, I'll let you guys know how, how it went. So we'll see. I am not going to really get my hopes up too much. I'm just grateful that I finally met somebody who just was like a very genuine spirit, very kind person. Uh, he comes from like a really big family, animal lover, very tall, very cute. He's blonde, which is interesting. I've never dated a blonde guy before, but Perfect smile, great personality, uh, just a very cute, nice person. So we'll see how it goes. Definitely a highlight for sure, though. Also, just because, you know, I got out of my comfort zone again and went on the date. I'm glad I did. I was tempted to bail because I was so nervous because I'm like, I've been talking to this guy for so long, but it turned out to be a really, really good time. As for lowlights, this week has been pretty chill. Like it's been a lot of highlights uh, a few things, very minor things. While Danielle was in town, I took her around to all these spots. And holy cow, gas is so expensive. Parking is so expensive. I spent way too much money. And it stressed me out because like parking every time was like $15. And then I had to fill up my gas tank twice. So that's like $100 right there. It's just wild. Uh, my... Next, low lights. Uh, I took Louie to the groomers on Tuesday. I take him to PetSmart. They always do a surprisingly incredible job. I was like, clean up his legs, you know, cut his legs really short, you know, give him like a full trim over his whole body and then clean up, you know, his booty and little private area. And I picked him up. He looked exactly the same. And they're like, okay, $75. I was like, um, 
He looks exactly the same. They didn't even cut his feet. Like, he still had hair super long hanging out of his feet. I'm like, what? Uh, Danielle had just... This, sorry, this was Wednesday. Danielle landed at 7 o'clock, and I was at PetSmart picking him up at 7, and they're like, the manager was just so rude, and I was like, I'm already emotional. Like, I still haven't started my period. It's going to start, like, tomorrow, and... I'm hypersensitive. I'm like gonna start crying. It's like I'm okay with confrontation. Like if there's something wrong with my food, like I will speak up, you know. But for some reason, like I talked to the manager. I was like, "Hey, this does not look good," because she was the cashier, and she's like, "Well, just go back to the groomers. Go tell them you didn't like it." And I was like, "Well, I don't really feel comfortable with that. Like it's I'm the last haircut of the day. I have to go pick up my friend from the airport. Like." Can I come back again and get the hair redone? And she's like, well, you need to go back there and tell him. I was like literally tearing up. I was like, I don't feel comfortable going back there. And it was a, a male groomer. He was already rude to me earlier when I first dropped Louie off, like very short tempered with me. Like I could just tell from his energy who's having a bad day. And I was not going to go back there and be like, hey, cut my dog more. It was very uncomfortable. So I sent, I like FaceTimed my sister before this happened, right after I picked up Louie. And I was like, I was like, oh, look at Louie. And she's like, oh, I thought you were taking him to the groomers. I was like, yeah, I did. D they did barely touched his hair. She's like, he looks exactly the same. So very frustrating. And I'm like, that was so expensive. And for what? So if you work for PetSmart and you're listening, or if you have any tips, DM me. I feel like I wanted, I just want Louie to have his hair shorter so he's nice and cool for summer. So that was very disappointing. But again, a very small low light. There are bigger, worse things going on in the world for sure. Uh, but I personally have had a decent week and I'm very, very happy about that. Now we are going to shift on into pop culture and current faves. Oh my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Starting off with pop culture. <laughs> Season three. Season three is out. Uh, to be very transparent, I am not allowed to really say too much about it. All I will say is that I am... Very, very uh, happy I am out of that situation I was in. My friends and I, uh, we watched episode one. I wanted to see what lies were said about me or, you know, what was said. And like, to be quite honest, like I'm kind of laughing, but like it was really boring. And I'm like, is it boring because I'm not in it and I'm just being like, it was more exciting because I was on it, but it was really boring. And I went to Twitter and, you know, people kind of said the same thing. And, you know, some of the stuff I saw was disturbing, as I'm sure many of you guys can agree. But uh, just so happy I'm out of that. It is weird, you know, to see some of the things happening. Uh, but overall, like, my life is in such a better place. Uh, that is a part of my past and it's, I'm just embarrassed for them. Like 
it's bad, like really, really bad. Uh, and I, it makes me wonder too, like I know, I can't say much. I can't, I can't talk about it too much, but it happened, you know, it, it aired. Uh, I have a lot of feelings about it. And the biggest one of all is a sense of relief, knowing that I am just doing so much better than them. And I'm just so happy. I know you guys, I've, I've talked to you guys on the podcast before about how I have been feeling kind of sad and down and just like my emotions have been all over the place. Like I think my mental health has been not in the best place the past couple months and maybe there was like a weight of anxiety because I didn't know what to expect with this new season and now that I've seen it, it just made me laugh and I'm like, oh, like I feel so much better. Like that was just nothing and uh yeah I just feel good I I feel really proud of myself how far I've come so happy you know I have my new apartment my new state city friends life boys uh tempted to get another Pomeranian (laughs) like just very very happy so if you're ever in a situation like that too where you are I don't know if it's, I don't know if dwelling is the right word because I haven't been dwelling on the past, but it's definitely been in the back of my mind and causing some negative feelings for me. So if you feel that way too, like just be present and I'm obviously in a unique situation, whereas I, I get to see the people from my past. I get to see what they're up to now and be like, wow, that's depressing. I'm so doing so much better than them. That's great. Uh, and not everybody obviously gets to do that, but you know, you can creep on people's social media and stuff and see what they're up to. But moral of the story, just be present and be so proud of who, like who you are today, the things you've accomplished, what's going on in your life. And just know that any decision you made in your past to get to where you are in your future was for the right reason. And I don't know if you are anything like me and you're dealing with somebody from your, uh, some things and people from your past, you're just so much better than them. Like, just don't forget that. So that is my current pop culture news. Uh, it's wild. So wild y'all. Uh, as for current faves, uh, I have two current favorites this week. Uh, Number one, Skin Cuticles. If you guys have heard of that brand, not sponsored or anything, but I go to Viva Day Spa, as you guys know, for my beauty appointments, my cosmetic, you know, I have my Botox, my body contouring, those kinds of things. Well, they gave one of my, the girl who does my laser, she gave me a whole goodie bag full of skincare samples. And Skin Cuticles is a skincare brand. They take like, seven years to release a product like they test it so much before it's released like these products are pricey I do not know if I could afford them like on my own I think they're I love the samples that I've gotten but my most favorite thing I got from them was the skin cuticles face sunscreen it puts this beautiful glow on your skin it's so gorgeous and it gives you that coverage and skin protection you need so I love it If you guys have any cheaper 
you know, skins, that sun, face sunscreen recommendations, let me know because I would love to find a cheaper alternative, but it's just so beautiful. The other sunscreen I was using for my face is, uh, I don't know why I'm so stuffed up. The other sunscreen I was using for my face is Derma E, and it leaves this white, purplish white, you know, uh, tint on my skin, and I hate it. It looks so stupid. And the skin cuticle one just blends right into your skin, and it's so beautiful. So let me know. My current fave, number two, circling back to the cocktail cowboy party. I wore this black high neck tank dress. Uh, it's a bodycon dress. It is ruched and cinched on the sides. Oh my God. I've never felt more confident in a dress. I think this was so flattering on my body. You don't see any like cellulite through the dress. You know, held in my girls. Like I was looking good. And I just felt really confident and I love it. And I think the dress was like, it was definitely under 30, maybe even 20, but I will link it on my like to know it. Uh, it's on my pictures with the cocktail cowboys and I love it. I felt so pretty. Uh, those are my two favorites. Let me know what your guys' current favorites are. I would love to know. Uh, I'll plug a little bit right now. If you guys are on Facebook, I have a Facebook group. The My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast group. My group's a little quiet, guys. I want to hear from you. I want to start a conversation. I want to hear your favorite places to go or your favorite products or recommendations. Uh, if you're already a part of the group, feel free to post anything. If you're not in the group, join. I would love to have you. Uh, that brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode which is, drumroll, life after a toxic relationship. And I'm also going to be providing you guys with a few tips as well if you yourself are in a toxic relationship or if you know somebody who, who isn't one. In my short 28 years of life, I have had the honor, the highest honor, of dating several toxic men. Some had anger issues, some had control issues, some were unfaithful, some did not act like men at all, and some were all of the above. Why, why did I accept this behavior though? Without sounding like too much of a cliche, my father, my biological father, was not around growing up, and I therefore did not have him as a male role model growing up. I literally like did not know how a guy was supposed to treat me. My dad and mom had me when they were young and he wasn't ready and still isn't, to be honest, to be a parent. My dad was very focused on his appearance and was always working out and he was always unfaithful to his partners. That is what I saw as what a man does. My mom divorced him when I was just a baby. And as I grew up, he became more and more distant. I think he was always distant, but just like as time went on, like we would used to visit him for like a week or two, maybe even like three weeks 
for summer break, we'd go stay with him. And then it was two weeks and then one week and then maybe just a weekend. And then, you know, as an adult now, I'm lucky if I get a happy birthday or a Merry Christmas text from him. I do not believe that a father's presence in someone's childhood will always determine how they navigate relationships in their future. But for me, this was definitely the case. In high school, I fell head over heels for any guy who would give me attention. And I got used and heartbroken several times. Uh, In college, I was more focused on my schoolwork and friends and partying and you know, my sorority life and stuff. I was more focused on those things than finding true love, but I was mistreated on several occasions by men. But uh, my dating life post-college was by far, hands down, the worst and most toxic. I guess like because... Because I didn't have an example of how a man is supposed to treat a woman, like besides what I saw on TV, like on God, TV dads, movie dads, like I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like that's what I thought dad was supposed to be like. But because those were my only examples, I pretty much accepted the bare minimum and was very easily taken advantage of. Any love I got, I held on to, and if a partner mistreated me, I was always quick to forgive and forget. I always believed them when they said it wouldn't happen again, and I would let them convince me time and time again that they could change. In some instances, I was put in very dangerous situations, and I felt very alone in the world. I was isolated from my friends and family. And at times I even questioned if my own life was worth living and I felt helpless. This is like not an easy thing for me to talk about, but I feel like it's important to talk about because it just goes to show how impactful a toxic relationship can be when it completely consumes your life and pretty much takes away your identity. I definitely regret the many years of my life that I lost to toxic men and relationships, but I am so, so, so proud of myself for finding the strength and the courage to get myself out of bad relationships I was in. And how much I have grown and learned from those experiences. I learned the hard way how I deserve to be treated and to be honest, now realize that I'd much rather be alone and happy than be with somebody who dims my light, doesn't support me, and does not treat me the way I should be treated. I do consider myself a very smart woman and... It's crazy to think how blinded by this, you know, toxic air quotes love that I have been in the past. 
If you feel like you are in a similar situation, but, or maybe you know somebody who is, but you aren't really sure if the relationship is toxic, here are a few signs, (laughs) a few bullet points of things that I've recognized that prove your relationship is toxic. So number one, a very obvious one is physical or verbal abuse. Pretty self-explanatory there, but if somebody lays any hands on you, obviously like big red flag, that is toxic and you, that shouldn't be happening. You need to be safe and get help as soon as possible. But something that's overlooked quite often as well, uh, I'm sorry, quite often is emotional and verbal abuse. So if your partner is degrading you or yelling at you or cussing at you, making you feel worthless, that is a toxic relationship. That is not okay. It wasn't really uh, something that I thought was wrong for the longest time. I thought, well, it's okay. you know, that's okay. Like if you get yelled at or if they say things to you that are mean, but it's not like it's truly not. Number two is constant control or monitoring your actions, your phone, your budget, like having, if your partner feels the need to control all of those aspects of your life, that is toxic. If they're in even opposite, like let's say for the phone, if they're always trying to go through your phone to see what you're going, what you're doing, but then they won't let you see their phone, red flag, like they shouldn't even be demanding to look at your phone in the first place, but just definitely keep an eye out for, for both of those things as well. In regards to money, if your partner controls, you know, what you spend or where your money goes once you get it, toxic, very, very toxic. Uh, Number three, if your partner won't take ownership or responsibility. So if your partner is, you know, you're upset about something that they did, if they were unfaithful to you or if they lied to you and you caught them in a lie, If instead of taking ownership and being like, hey, I fucked up, I'm so sorry, this will never happen again, or let's work on it, let's go to therapy, like, let's figure things out. If they instead, you know, push that on you, or they say, well, that wasn't my fault, well, you you haven't been sleeping with me lately, or that's why I needed, I needed attention, or you make me feel bad about myself, that's why... That's why I did those things. They don't take ownership and they try to twist it and turn it to make it feel like it's your fault. Toxic. Number four, this is a little similar, but if they keep a scorecard on you, and what I mean by that is if it's always an eye for an eye, if they do something shitty to you and you're like, hey, that wasn't cool, and then their defense is, well, you did this six months ago to me. That's why I did this. If it feels vengeful, toxic, like so toxic. And number five is isolation. If, if your partner keeps you from your family and friends, if they, it's okay. If like, if you don't like all of your partner's friends, that's okay. Not everybody's going to get along all the time. But if your partner is saying, hey, I don't like any of your friends. I think they're all bad influences on you. I don't think you should be friends with any of them. Same thing with family. I don't like your mom or I don't like your 
your brother. I don't like your cousin. Like, you shouldn't hang out with them. You need to stop hanging out with them. If they are slowly isolating you more and more so they have you completely to themselves, toxic. The last sign to look out for is, you know, doing some self-reflection on yourself. If you've stopped saying things to your partner because you feel like it isn't worth it, that's a really bad sign. Like if, if you if you feel like, well, every time I like express, hey, I'm feeling like it hurts my feelings when you do this, or I feel like this is how we can improve our relationship. And if your partner is combating you every time you bring something up and shutting you down so much to the point to where you feel it's not even worth bringing up anymore or you're scared to bring it up, toxic. If any of these signs resonate with you, here are a few pieces of advice I would like to share. Tell someone what you're going through. The most important thing is to have a support system and have people who love and care about you in your life at all times. And to talk to them when you're feeling sorts of ways, if you're feeling like something's not right. And I, I do want to note that like you can be in a toxic relationship and it, it can be improved. Like that's not always the case. Like I don't want you to stay in one if it's bad. But, you know, maybe you talk to your dad or some your mom or somebody that you're friend, close with. Hey, this is what's going on. And maybe they'll give you some really good advice about how you can improve your situation. So just tell somebody what you're going through. If the toxicity is so serious and you, your safety is in jeopardy, make sure you're documenting incidents. Like if your partner, like I hate to say it, like if your partner hit you or did something, like make sure you take a picture, make sure you like date that picture, write it down in a journal, like do whatever you can because you never know when you're going to need that evidence in the future if you do need to get protection from this person if things don't end up working out. Finding strength to leave is hard, but in the long run, staying is even harder. Another piece of advice is no relationship is worth that kind of trauma. You need to value yourself enough to know that you deserve more. And someone who really loves you doesn't want to hurt you. It may feel, you know, when you are in a toxic relationship, after you have invested so much time into somebody, you're like, well, they love me. Like, they, I know they love me. And somebody who truly loves you wouldn't show love in that way, in that toxic way. Kind of circling back to, like, the family part, if everyone around you is telling you that you're, you know, your relationship is toxic, it probably is. It's so important to not minimize the opinions of those who know you best. Alternatively, it can be even more telling when your friends and family want nothing to do with your partner and they feel like they can't be honest with you. Like once that divide is there, you should just know in your gut that something is up. Also, just if you're in a toxic relationship or if you know somebody who is, get out while you can. The longer you stay in it, the more hurt you'll be when it ends, the harder it's going to be to end it. 
once you see those signs, dip out. Like life is short. There's so many fish in the sea, so many incredible people out there who will value you, who will treat you like the amazing person you are. And it's not worth wasting your time because as much as I want to believe that people change and people can change, but most of the time they don't change if they don't want to. Like if you're asking a person to change for you, they won't. They just, it's most likely that they won't. And your mental health is just so much more important than trying to fix theirs. So if they have those issues going on that they don't want to resolve, self-reflect. Like it is so much more important to prioritize your mental health over theirs. And the last piece of advice is, you know, once you are out of that relationship or if you are still in it and you're, you are trying to work things out, therapy, like if it is a financial option for you, do it. Like there are so many benefits from therapy. I know girls, I know content creators, bloggers, influencers who have these, you know, air quotes, perfect lives on the internet. And I see how, how amazing their lives are and they go to therapy. Children go to therapy. Older people go to therapy. Everybody goes to therapy these days. So if you can afford it, it's so, so beneficial. If you or someone you know is in a toxic relationship and needs help, here are a few resources. Number one is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Their phone number is 800-799-7233 or thehotline.org. They have a ton of articles and resources you can check out. They have their phone number. They can get you set up and into a good situation. If if you are isolated or if you are fearful or if you just don't even know how to get out of a toxic relationship or how to fix it, they can help you. And it's they're just such an incredible organization. If you're younger, if you're in college, you can check out your university counseling services. They provide so many services including therapy. When I was in college, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's amazing. I got health services through my college, but looking back, like, dang, I definitely should have taken advantage of that. You know, it's not free, but it's a part of your tuition, free therapy. Lastly, if your partner is threatening to hurt your pet, huge animal lover here, so I wanted to put this in here, It can make it hard to leave an unhealthy relationship. If you want to leave an unhealthy relationship, but you are concerned about your pet safety, you can work with Red Rover. Uh, This fantastic organization helps victims of abuse find temporary shelter for their pets, and they even assist with the financial aspect, which is so incredible. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of My Lips Aren't Sealed. I know this episode was a more serious one. Uh, Of course, you guys got the highlights, lowlights, you know, the update on my life. But I felt that this topic was worth discussing. It affects so many people in this country, and I don't think it is talked about enough. And I just want my listeners to know that there are resources if you're in a situation where you're not happy. There are ways that you can get out and you will be taken care of. 
Uh, also, if you're feeling like depressed, anxious, like how I mentioned earlier, I struggled with like wanting, you know, knowing if my life was worth living. Like if you were having those thoughts, I want to end with a happy note and let you know that you, if you're listening, you are so loved. You are so appreciated. You are wanted here on earth with us. You are so cared about. You are special. I know this is cheesy, but if you haven't heard about it, like I'm giving you a virtual hug. You are wanted. Okay. And everything, if you're Life is in a good place right now. I'm so happy for you. It's just going to keep getting better. And if things aren't that great right now, they will be. They they will be. I am a firm believer in karma. Good people get good things coming to them. It might take a little bit of time, but you know, in my darkest of days, I always knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and that life would get better. And I have been able to successfully get out of toxic relationships and grow as a person and really reflect on some of the decisions I've made and grow. And now I have so much self-worth and respect. And of course, there's days that I struggle and I still feel like, you know, not my best, but that's just a part of being human. It is completely normal. But at the end of the day, I, I'm a happy camper. I'm so, so happy where my life is at now. I love you guys, you know, my podcast family, my whole social media family too. Like it's so incredible to have all of you guys and your support. I do not respond to every single DM I get and I try my very best to, but I pretty much read every message that comes in and it means more to me than you guys know. Seriously, like sometimes I get a message and it makes me tear up. I'm like, wow. Or even like little tiny things like, like I put something on my story today, like, oh, I posted my Starbucks drink and I'm like, whoever, who knows me best? What's my Starbucks drink? And the fact that people know my Starbucks order and they're all responding, oh, it's an iced chai tea latte. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. It's like little things. And I feel like I'm ranting now, but I just feel like I've created a really great family. And I love that you are listening every week, that we are, our bond is like growing. And even though I'm not on season three, I'm not sharing my crazy relationship anymore. I'm not a part of that world. I'm still able to connect with all you guys and share my life. And we're just going to continue this journey together. Okay. If you had any questions about the things that I talked about in this episode, send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb or at my lips aren't sealed podcast. Uh, I hope you found this episode helpful in any way, whether it helps you or somebody you love and care about. Uh, I will be sharing new podcast episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. If you've enjoyed listening, which I really hope you have, please make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on what platform you're using. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will chat more next week.